Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. Yo, yo. And here we are coming right at you guys, giving you some of the more important and enticing storylines since the NBA has been back. We're now in the home stretch of the regular season. It's post-All-Star break. Dog days. Dog days, but the headlines keep coming. It's true. And there's things to discuss. They keep churning, them rumor mills. So let's start with what I think is the most important storyline of the last week since the NBA came back on Thursday. And that is the breaking news that Kyrie Irving will, in fact, miss the rest of the season. He will be undergoing shoulder surgery. That will take him out the whole year. The injury was pretty ambiguous for the last few weeks. Nobody really knew what was happening. He played a little bit, then he sat Do you out. think anybody really knows what's going on now still? Yeah, all we know is he's not playing again this year. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think maybe it's a little – they kind of are just kind of playing it safe. They're like, we don't – there's really no need to test you right now. If they – I think in the works they might have been like, okay, like we want you to, you know – have like this is what's going on and we're gonna you're gonna get surgery and they kind of knew this was a thing that was gonna happen and it just kind of timed it so then he could cut off the season and just he is fully rested for next year because realistically this team is just next year yeah we hope we would hope the the Nets definitely came into this year with their eyes on the 2020-2021 season because that's when Durant would play I don't think they had intentions from the start of playing Durant but at the same time they paid Kyrie Irving for four years. They expected to get some kind of production out of him this year. Well, they're getting three. Yeah, they're getting three. It's just disappointing for Nets fans mostly because they knew that Durant wasn't playing this year. And I think people thought that the Nets would be Fun. a square playoff team. You know, not an actual contender, not one of the top teams in the East. but They'd be fun to watch. You get to watch Kyrie Irving just go off in Brooklyn. And, yeah, exactly. In a, an above 500 team, you get Kyrie Irving in the postseason, and Brooklyn clearly will not get that. Kyrie finishes the season with 20 games played total, so that's not a lot. Yeah. But I just want to see what you're thinking, Phil, because as we said, the injury was kind of ambiguous, and we're still not fully sure what happened throughout the course of the season. But are you worried at all for the long term? And I know it's kind of speculation because we don't have much information. Yeah, we don't have the info. But, I mean – I, I'm not sure. I think it's realistically going to come down to Kevin Durant anyway. Like, I mean, he's hurt now. We don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. You can be as optimistic as you want, but it's not really like a tried and true method that like you're coming back from an Achilles injury and like you'll be at this level. Everyone just keeps saying like, if you can get at least 90% of Kevin Durant, you're fine. But like, you, you don't know how much you're getting. Yeah. Like there are guys like Dominique Wilkins and Rudy, Rudy Gay. that are just like, all right, they're fine. Like, they can contribute, and they're good NBA players still. Dominique Wilkins was different. Rudy Gay's kind of a shell of himself, but he's still well, like the capable level of playing. That Rudy Gay has to get to is not as high as the level that Durant would have to get to to be what he's been the last few years. You know what exactly. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like you don't know with that, and that's I mean with ACLs like ACLs have really become like more of like a just a hindrance to the point where it's like Zach Levine, Kristaps Porzingis, all these guys come back, and like it's really not even like they've lost a step. But, like, I don't think we're at that level with, like, the Achilles injuries yet. I don't think it's going to take a – I think it's going to take, like, a long while. But what about you? Yeah, it's it's hard for us to say because we don't know exactly the extent of the Kyrie Irving thing. Obviously, with Durant, you knew you were getting. So, yeah. they took that risk. They knew the risk. And I've seen – have you seen – 
videos of Duran on the Twitter? Of course, I've watched I've watched them endless times. So hey, you know, for, for what it's worth, he looks like he's progressing pretty well. But yeah, focusing Agreed. on Kyrie, I just right yeah got a little off topic. I don't hmm? think people realize that this player is injury prone. Kyrie's like I think he's low key one of the more injury prone players in the league. Because, Top three. Well. It's just that it seems like every year there's some kind of nagging thing that happens. We forget that he missed the whole entire postseason two years ago with Boston. He he missed essentially the whole entire 2015 finals with that knee issue. He's got a lot of wear and tear on that body. He's not yeah. he's not a ripe and crisp 25, 26, whatever he is. He's taken a lot of punishment. He's gone under the knife a, a good amount of times in his relatively young NBA career. Yeah. So I think anytime you have a player like that, that you just invested so much into, so much of your future into, so much money into, and it's just another big injury. And it's all these different injuries, which is interesting. It's not like there's one thing with Kyrie that keeps on popping up. He seems to have a different injury every year. <clears throat> so, so always something new. I'm a, I'd be a, listen. I'm not gonna get worried, but you wouldn't get worried. You'd get ecstatic. Crazy. You'd be happy the Nets aren't doing well. Hmm? You'd be happy the Nets aren't doing well. You wouldn't be worried. <laughs> well, listen, I want to see these players play. Yeah, fair. I was disappointed to hear the news just because this this NBA season has been as as fun as it is, and there's a lot of good matchups that we should be looking forward to in the playoffs. There's so many injuries this year. Yeah. There's a lot, we have a lot of stars not playing. Curry, pretty much zero of a season. Clay not playing this year. Durant, Wall. not playing this year. Kyrie, pretty much a zero of a season. Mr. John. Yeah, John. I forgot he's in the league. But yeah, John's not. Yeah, he, he's really dropped off. But that's unfortunate. That's an unfortunate part of this year, but it is what it is. Do you think that Brooklyn can make any kind of noise? You mean this year in the playoffs? So say they, they'll probably get the seventh seed. Uh, I, Lock it in. I don't think Lock they'll it in. Out of the playoffs just because the East is so weak. But, I think it's possible, but unlikely. Yes, like could they could they push? Say they played Boston or Toronto, could they push that to a six game series? No, I think Toronto is way too strong. Boston, I think they could maybe pick up a game or two. Yeah, but I think I think Toronto's Toronto's looking surprisingly strong. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, this one. Why well, you th- you think anybody's making noise? Brooklyn, Brooklyn's. I don't see Brooklyn getting more than a game on. Anybody that they play in the first round, which it looks like it'd be Boston or Toronto. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But hey, more more time for Dinwiddie to you know do his thing, shine and get traded probably. I want to switch gears, Phil, to a team in the West that credit to us. I think we were both on top of this team a little bit more than people were before the season. We saw that over under that was placed on this team. We said it was ridiculous. They're going. They're exceeding expectations. I think even of us. Yeah, how much are they uh, over the over? Right now, they're over under. Well, all right, we're talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, spo- no spoilers. <laughs> they're over under. I remember when we were discussing. I believe it was thirty one and a half. Right. Now, oh, right. Wow. Yeah, right now they're sitting at thirty four and twenty two. So squarely yeah. in that Western Conference playoff picture, picked up a huge win um, two nights ago, Friday night, when they beat mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets. So. That's the second team in the West, and they had a really nice show against them. Chris Paul, another big game, 29 points, 10 of 17 from the field. How yeah, Chris Paul really just shows up when he wants to. He's crazy. He's having a great year, Chris Paul. 
Yeah. How real are the Thunder, though? How real are the Thunder playoff-wise? I think they'll be fun. I think they're going to be, like, Nets flirty last year. Like, they'll probably – they could win, like, game one on the road against – I mean, what seed are they right now? Sixth? Right now they're sixth. Sixth, so they play the third, which is what, the Jazz or the Rockets? Right now the Clippers are sitting at the three. Clippers? All right, pish posh. So, yeah, I feel like – I mean, especially with the Clippers, they could catch one game on the road, like the first one, and, like, maybe make a little noise and people would be like, oh, wow, like, maybe this will be a good series. And then I think the Clippers will kind of ride them out or whoever really well, is, Clippers is are third. Because I think we both think they're better than the three seed. Yeah, we can get there. But I'm just saying, like, the Thunder are possible to, like, have the talent to be able to kind of surprise some surprise whoever they're playing on the road the first game and then kind of go back to the mean and just kind of ride up. They're, they're not going to win a series, but they can surprise us with, like, a game or two. I think that if the Thunder got Denver, I think they could beat Denver. You think? I think I, – I wouldn't pick the Thunder, but I think there's, there's a possibility. Okay. Just have they have a really nice mix of kind of finesse premier players, and then they also have a lot of really hardcore players that provide that grit. So it's you know that double edged sword. Um, they're starting to get a lot of other guys involved. Hamno Diallo's coming out and, pl- and playing some minutes. I kind of like what I'm seeing from Hamno Diallo. Hami. Uh, I was big on Hami when the Knicks had that second round pick. I forget who they even took. play a lot, but the potential is there with him. Just guys like this that I think are going to give people a headache. I don't think they would beat the Nuggets, but if that game won seven, if that series won seven, sorry, I wouldn't be shocked. I think that the Thunder, yeah, no. I think the Thunder are pretty legit. I think they have a lot of weapons. They have a good mix of shooting. Galinari, Shea Gilgis is in a pretty situation where he can do what he wants. He's got the green light, but... He also has Chris Paul as kind of that safety blanket in terms of ball handling. Cozy, warm, cuddly. For sure. So All of the Chris Paul narrative. I'm all in on the Thunder. They're one of my favorite teams to watch this year. Oh, yeah. They're definitely one of my favorites to watch. I'll, I'll replace my Portland Trailblazers with them. Because the Trailblazers have been, as good as Dame Lillard's been, their whole team has been pretty poopy. Portland's a dangerous spot because Lillard's out for these next few games. Especially, yeah. They, they just lost to the Pelicans. That's never pretty. They're relying on Hassan, Hassan and CJ. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a rough season for Portland, honestly. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Like they just it just got off to a hot start or a slow start, and they just couldn't click. Yeah, looking at the roster from the end of the year, it's not a huge shock. They don't. They have a lot of kind of spare parts that they're recycling in and out. Yeah, they just got rid of Baysmore for what was it? Uh, Trevor Reza, right? Yeah, Reese is in there now. It's like, I mean, that was a lateral move and a half. <laughs> what What are you going to get out of him? You're not, Champ- what, you just, you want a right-handed shooter now? Champ- is that going to make a difference? Championship pedigree? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, not fun times in Portland. No. Thund- they have their cold brew to keep oh. them going. All right, Phil. So, Thunder doing things that people didn't expect. A team that I alluded to in the last pod that you so rudely didn't participate in. Oh, well. Yeah, it's oh, well. But I, I wanted you to spread your wings and fly. Okay, fair enough. This, this team is a team that I <clears throat> said I really want to keep a close eye on the second half of the season. A team that concerns me. A team that I'm not sure what to make of. And a team that, in their first game back from the All-Star break, had a just very 
stale, out of the ordinary, stale, and a really ugly loss at home to the Kings, and that's the Clippers, Phil. What is going yeah. on with the Clippers? What do we make of this Clippers team? Are we as confident as we both were before the season? I wasn't as confident as you. You were very into them. You had them as a title team too, though, I believe. Probably, yes, but I did not. You were you were dead set. You were like, oh, Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. I said, hey, man, Clippers will probably win, but the Lakers might be interesting. I think it's realistically, it doesn't matter what the West is shooting out or the East is shooting out. Sorry, Giannis. Or Sixers can be interesting, but realistically, they might not even get there now because they have the same kind of chemistry problems that the Clippers are having now. Have you seen Kawhi this animated? He gets so pissed at Landry Shamit for not cutting. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video as well. It was hilarious. But yeah, I've never seen him that mad. Like, he's obviously not happy where, like, what's going on right now and, yeah. like, the way the team is kind of rolling. Mm-hmm. And, like, those waves, those ripples turn into waves. It could be a problem later down the road. Yeah. So you are scared. So you're what, – what, I'm interested in the – In the, the – Five. Five being, we got to get the hell out. This house is burning down. One – no, I'm interested. Blanket, watching a movie on Tuesday night. Where's your panic meter? This is for like a metaphorical fire in the house. Yeah, I'm gonna say I saw the fire start. Yeah, in the in the trash can. Uh-huh. And I'm curious to see where it goes. If it catches like a drape, then maybe it's time to hit the hit the highway. But I'm gonna look in the trash can because it's definitely more interesting than what's going on in the rest of the house. But like, they still have time. Amir Coffee still has time to run over with the extinguisher and put it out. Yes, 100%. Okay. You'd yeah. say two. Okay, fair. Aroused by the flames. Yeah, listen, I don't think the Clippers are going to have any problems getting to where I think you'll expect them to be, which is Western Conference Finals. I just think Yeah, they're just too talented. But we all know what the collision course is in the West. It's Clippers-Lakers. We all see it coming. It's the matchup for this season. It's the matchup that I think everybody's waiting for, which will most likely be the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And... I, I'm a little scared, Phil, because on one hand, the Lakers, while they aren't they aren't perfect and they they go through ebbs and flows like every other team, they've just had a very cohesive season. It seems they just win games. They win games, and it seems like the roles on that team are very set in stone. People know what yes. they're doing night and night. Avery night. Bradley is dynamic stopper. Avery Bradley is very. He's probably the third most consistent player this year. Right behind Caruso and uh, JaVale. Yeah, Dwight. Yeah. Oh, Dwight, fair enough. The Lakers have some issues as well. I think. And they just picked up Markeith. How can we forget? They get Markeith. And he's, he solves some problems, although. He's the better of the brothers. You think? No. Okay. <laughs> but stirring the pot for a moment. Yeah, fair. Seeing where the flame goes, you know? Yeah. Keeping the metaphors, tying them back. The Lakers have some things they have to work out. It's still to be determined what their matchups are going to be with Kawhi and Paul George. They have kind of a shortage of long wing defenders, but at least they have a, con- a continuity with them, a team that's been playing every night, and it seems like they grow together. The Clippers seem disjointed. Paul George still is missing games. I've, I've read that he's practicing, but he didn't play, which is... Is this still the shoulder? I, I, think, it's the, I think it's a light thing now. I think it's the quad... Let me look because he injured. It must himself. be the PGs. His PGs are fucking up the quads. Maybe send he out a presser. In that game against Boston. Oh okay. Um. But oh, it's a it's a it's a hamstring. It's a hamstring. He's dealing with a strained hamstring. Uh oh. PGs yeah. are not good for the hammies. Call Nike. But regardless of what it is, 
it just worries me that this team doesn't play a lot, and now they're losing to the Kings. Like, how are you losing to the Kings? How are you losing to the Kings? I don't know. They're, you should be able to – realistically, Kawhi has the supporting talent that should be able to surpass half the teams in the Western Conference playoffs right now, like bottom four and out and past. Like, Kawhi should be able to handle them on his own with his team, but just the way they're playing and just the discombobulated kind of form of how they're – they're going right now is just kind of throwing everybody off. And they, right now they they're spiraling and they can't really figure out not spiraling as playing wise, but I'd say spiraling chemistry wise. And that can really like plummet, you know, it can really just hit the dip for sure. They got, then they got a game tomorrow at home against the Grizzlies, which won't be a walk in the park. We know how the Grizzlies play. Grizzlies play tough. They grit. Grizzlies play tough. They'll give you their all. This is a team needs to right the ship. They need to get right before the playoffs because you don't want to be trying you to get right. You don't want to be trying to figure stuff out in the second round when you have a competitive series against Houston or the Nuggets. Who, well, I think we both believe the Clippers are better than. If you don't play your A game, things might get a little more difficult than they should be. Yeah, and I think that's really the the extent of it, though. Like things will just get more difficult than they should be. I don't think anything. Crazy is going to happen until it gets to the Western Conference Finals. I think it'll just be a tougher road for the Clippers if these things kind of don't solve themselves. But realistically, they'll be fine until they get to the Conference Finals. We'll see what happens. Do you think they should be the favorite right now in the West? Mm, I don't know. I was never a diehard Clipper, but I was like, it just makes sense. If they, they have all these pieces and they have just such a foundational team that's so rooted in like all these different players being able to do all these different things, and they do they know their spots and their roles. But I mean, if they can get back to that that beginning kind of charm, that cutesy little flirtatious stage, the honeymoon phase, if you'll call it, I think they'll be okay. You think they'll be okay? Honeymoon phase, well endowed at that point, yes. But you know, it's always hard to recapture the honeymoon phase. I'm sure you know it well. Oh, of course. It's 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 impossible. It's hard. <laughs> it's a fleet. It's a lot of lot yeah. of going out on first fake first date things, and you're like, gotta fake it till you make it. But you know, sometimes it doesn't go. For sure, for sure. What's going on with your Sixers, Phil? Sixers. Oh, I'm sad. sad. They. I don't get why there's so much. I think there's a lot of tabloid buzz, but I think realistically the Sixers are just playing like shit, and they're just <laughs> mad that they are. Yeah. And the tabloids are trying to spin into Embiid or Simmons. Who do you want? And it's like, obviously, they're not going to trade either of them. You don't buy into I think that. I don't buy into it. I think fans are buying into it because that's what's being pushed on them so heavily by, like, the media. Mm-hmm. But I think realistically, like, this is who we're rocking with for probably the next three to five years. Maybe Horford goes somewhere. Maybe to, I, I assume Toby will probably stay. But maybe Horford gets switched out for some kind of guard, like two guard or something. But realistically, this is probably the ship we're riding with and – Till we die, you don't. You don't think that. Say they, all right. So say they they play the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, and they lose in five. You don't think, you don't think that's kind of an emergency lever, and they they panic and do something in the off season. I think the Sixers organization isn't like that. You know, like Elton Brand is not just going to be like, oh, oh, let's get rid of. Uh... Let's get rid of Toby. Let's get rid of Embiid. We'll keep Horford. We'll keep Simmons. And we'll just run it back. Josh Richardson, you're the point guard now. They're going to they're gonna be more hesitant about it. They're probably going to 
make a Brett Brown change first. Yeah. Which I don't know how that will go over because I know a lot of people in Philadelphia love Brett Brown. Not the fans, but the players. Mm-hmm. Even though he is not as much of an X and O's guys, but he is like a like he's with you in the trenches kind of. He's a dog. But yeah, I mean, I think realistically Brett Brown's the first to go and they'll probably ride it out again because this team is so good. You just need to find someone that can put the puzzle pieces together. Brett Brown just isn't turning the, turning the puzzle pieces enough. He's not rotating them to the point where they'll fit in. He's just, like, flipping it once. He's like, ah, it doesn't fit. <laughs> Fuck it. Al Horford, go to the bench. Yeah, the, Horf, Horford's been an issue this year, though, because I think they just got Horford thinking – To keep him away. This is A, this is one guy we don't have to deal with because he, he, he has given Philadelphia problems. In the, He's a Ben Simmons and a Giannis stopper. Yeah, but they didn't fit. think about how he actually fits with their team. They just thought about how he could stop Giannis and – they also threw him a fat contract, which is a very bad move. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. But it's a lot, and it's for what is it? Three years? I believe so. That's a long time, and he's what thirty four now? Something like that. He's it's it's getting old. I mean, he's 30, maybe he's 30, he's playing. He'll be how old is he? He'll be be thirty four in the summer. Okay. Anyway, he's in the area. Maybe he's planning on doing it. Iguodala kind of. I'm just coasting in the in the season, and then when it's postseason i'm just gonna fucking d up on Giannis. maybe i don't know yeah it's career but i mean that's all you can hope for for horford though yeah career low in rebounds his lowest in points since his second year in the league and he's just not shooting well they thought he would be another guy that they could on space the flow space the floor kind of play that brooke lopez role with Milwaukee, yeah. where defensively he's that help guy he can take bigger guys and take some of the burden off of Embiid, but he's not making shots off his event. He's shooting 32% from three, 43-ish from the field. It's just not getting the job done. Is that your take on the Sixers? They need to unlock Al Horford. I don't think there's any unlocking. They just not work. <laughs> there's, there's no more keys. None of the keys they work. they got to unlock Matisse Thybul. Okay, fair enough. He's so good for them defensively. but he Yeah, he's perfect. Can't make a shot, though. Yeah. So, well, he's just a modern-day Andre Roberson. You think? I mean, I don't think so long-term, but I think right now you got to plug-and-play him as what you expect Andre Roberson to put on the court. Yeah. I, I, he can help them a lot, but they, they just already don't have shooters. So Yeah, so it's tough to play him. Ben Simmons needs to shoot, man. He should, yeah. Yeah. I like him. He's, he's, he's playing well recently. He is playing very well. A lot of what Bill Simmons has been saying is he should try shooting with his right hand because he is apparently ambidextrous. Maybe. I don't know. Why not just me. practice shooting? That's what Tristan Thompson did. And you know what? You know where he is? Still on the Cavs. Still on the Cavs. Oh, you forgot to mention the first coaching change of the year, Phil. Oh, Bayline. He is somewhere in – I don't get how they let him stay in the coaching organization – or not in the or- coach, but he's still in the organization. But he's not, he's not the coach. He's not the coach, no. But they were like, you're not the coach, but we're going to keep you on as something. And so he's still in the basketball operations, which I just don't get because all the players like hate him. Did you hear about how the players would play the uh, songs with the, na- with the word? He, yeah, yeah. I respect he, that. He infamously said they were- I can't imagine who's clever enough to think of that because we know it's not Sexton. It's definitely not Sexton. I'm thinking... Garland, Vanderbilt, man. 
think it was Garland. You think he's he started making those power moves as a rookie? I mean, it's possible. I mean, think about it. You just be like, you'd be like, yo, it'd be funny if we did this. And they go, wow, that, that's a good one. Good, good thinking, man. Boom, instant, instant team leader. Cleveland's in a tough spot, man. Yeah, but they picked up Drummond, so everything's fixed. I don't like their team at all. You don't like the Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, just back them down till they die approach. They just don't. And I, I, they're the young guards. They have some potential. Sexton's just not a point guard, though, at all. Yeah, he's not, and he's too tiny to. Yeah. Be a two is. I'm just not sure what his long term role. is. Like he's averaging 20 points per game, and usually a player that young who's averaging 20 points per game is getting more attention than he is. Yeah. But his he's got some very empty stats. He's putting up MCW numbers. He is a talented scorer, though. He can. He's a very talented scorer. Don't get me wrong. But what can he do outside of that? Yeah, he's and he's very small. It's is. Yeah, you can't just move him off to the two unless you're trying to run freaking AI at the two. It's just, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, maybe he can develop some kind of playmaking abilities. Yeah, but I mean, they're. I don't know if Andre Drummond shakes the ladder, but um, Kevin Love, I think, is still their assist leader at, like, four or three. I believe it. It's sad. Yeah, Con- Both of those guards average, I think, like, two, two assists. Who? Both of the Darius Garland and Colin Sexton Look, average Sexton's two assists a game. 2.8. Who is? Sexton's 2.8. Still two. I hang my hat on it. Garland, Garland's 3.9. Okay, I, I was corrected. He's got a little more of a point guard game. A little bit. But if you had to, uh, all right, let me just throw a scenario. If you had to go right now today, Garland or Sexton, who would you ride with? So if I was just any team? You were the Cavs, and you had to get rid of one for like, a bag of chips. I like who are you getting rid of? I like, I'd like. i rather keep Garland. Me too. Because yeah. Garland's just a better shooter, and he's a shot creator for himself and for others. Yeah, I think he just has a smoother game. I'd rather him yeah. point guard. All right, Sexton for a bag of chips. Heard it here first. I mean, not for a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah, I said it, and you played along. <laughs> that must mean you mean it. I might. I might. <laughs> well, just a few games that we had to cover, Phil, but as the year goes on, plenty more to talk about. Are you – because I said in my last episode that the Clippers were the team that I wanted to really keep an, a close eye on because I was kind of scared with the direction they were going. Mm-hmm. Squad for you that is kind of make or break second half of the year. Uh, I think it'd be kind of cheap to go Trailblazers because they're kind of out of it, and they're it's kind of the writings on the walls. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I'll go Rockets. I mean, that's a pretty obvious choice too. But they're just they're interesting. It's definitely people are gonna they're gonna get some eyeballs on the TV to watch their games for sure because Rock- it's it's working right now. But like we don't know the long term effects. Yeah. It's like cigarettes in the 60s. Yeah. They're fun. They're cool. Everybody does it in small doses. But the some, but the people that are like doing it all the time, it's like, mm, we're going to see what happens to them in a little bit. <laughs> I feel you. Rockets will be interesting. With them, it's going to come out of the playoffs. Yeah. Will they, will they perform? We'll see. We shall see. It'll be a huge year for Houston. But all right, Phil. I'm looking forward to it. Me as well. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal. A very gracious thank you. And as always, if you like our content, follow us on Twitter at Hoop Scoop Pod. 
listen to us on all podcast platforms, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Got them all. Got them all. And tune in next week for another scoop of the hoop.